What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Prove Me Wrong podcast. This is the first episode in the year 2018, and this is the first episode after the longest layoff in the podcast history, I believe. But I'm pretty excited about it. Did you guys have a good Christmas? Did you have a good New Year's? As most of you know, I was the happiest once Christmas was over. Um, had an awesome New Year's as well, and I'll kind of get into some of that. There's been a long layoff, and to be honest, I went to go record a couple podcasts and just wasn't feeling it, and I was like, fuck that, man. That's why I don't have a boss. That's why I'm kind of uh, the man running the ship, so I'll go a-sailing when I want to go a-sailing, if you will. But there's um, some pretty big news coming up on the podcast. I'll get to that here in a little bit. If you're watching it on video right now, how about that Prove Me Wrong podcast sweatshirt, though? Oh, what? Uh, you're not going to be able to see the back of it right now, but it has a PMW on the front. and says Prove Me Wrong on the back. Uh, shout out to my sister for making uh, the sweatshirt and a few other few shirts for me. Uh, she has a thing called the Cricket Machine. I don't know if any of you ladies or any of you fellows have it, but it's a super dope thing that uh, it'll print or it'll cut out vinyl that you can then put on shirts or you can do stickers or you can do, uh, she even does signs on the holidays and say like happy holidays or Merry Christmas or whatever that is that you'll like hang above the fireplace. So I had never heard of it before, but she's had it for a few years now and uh, she's been making some cool shit. So I'm pretty pumped on it. And if you ever need anything, um, feel free to hit her up too. I, I imagine it'll be cheap than most of the websites you go through but uh, I'm pretty pumped on how this one turned out so if you're watching the video you will now see the prove me wrong podcast official sweatshirt we've discussed it here before that I've been wanting to do something kind of cool for your first listeners or to people that have left reviews and have juggled around different ideas about hats or shirts or stickers or something but now that I got this dope ass sweatshirt we might just start getting this ball a uh, rolling I haven't asked her if she wants to do it yet, but um, I kind of just decided that right now that I need to do something for you guys, and it's 2018, new year, new me. It's already January 4th, so how many of you already fucked up on your New Year's resolutions? I'm not a resolution guy per se. I call them more of bucket list things that I want to do or things that I want to achieve throughout the year. Not just one of those like yo-yo diet type of people. Oh, I want to get better shape. Like no, sometimes I have that, but sometimes it's just, uh, you know, have more experiences in life, laugh a little bit more, enjoy um, our trip around the sun just a little bit more each and every year. I got to say last year was a pretty badass year. I at the risk of coming off like a complete douchebag, which I certainly may have done. I, I created my own little video for the end of the year. And it was more or less just for myself to kind of remind me of what a year it had been. Uh, you know, I mean, from hanging out with Ken Griffey Jr. in Vegas at my buddy's wedding, to watching my buddy get married, to watching uh, Brian get engaged, to the numerous concerts I'd gone to, to Coachella, to starting this podcast, to leaving my company, to the Floyd Mayweather tattoo and all of that that blew up. Last year was just a pretty damn good year in the life of Grayson. So I just wanted to have a little bit of perspective and something to go back on to, you know, if I'm ever down, go, life's pretty good. I, 
maybe it sounds like I do a lot of complaining on this podcast, but life is pretty fucking good to me. And if I am doing any complaining, it's usually for a little bit of a comedic value. It's just me um, out there living in the world and reporting back on what I see. But going back through everything, I kind of had to keep checking the dates on stuff because I'm like, no, that wasn't this year. No, that wasn't this year. And it really was. So I don't know if you guys feel like it, but I just feel like with each year time speeds up and it gets quicker and quicker and quicker and the fact it's even the year 2018 right now like what how did that happen the year 2018 like spoiler alert here and i know this is being captain obvious but that means everyone that was born in the year 2000 is now going to be 18 years old this year I remember celebrating Y2K. I remember being scared that all the zeros were going to roll back on the ATM and the bank machines and there was going to be chaos and anarchy would ensue. Remember even before leaving for the New Year's party that year that I filled up my bathtub with water just in case something went awry? I was a pretty smart... How old was I then? 12? 13? Something like that. I, I don't know. But I was already a little weary about things that were going to happen but say that year out loud 2018 does that feel real i mean i graduated high school in 04 14 years ago where does the time go even me just saying that right now i'm like that's not true that didn't happen at all no you just graduated high school a few years ago and here you are but no 2004, it's the year 2018. How did that happen? Where did the time go? Like, do you ever have those moments where somebody will ask you like what month it is or what year it is and you like literally have to just kind of sit back and think for a second? I think I've discussed it here on it before where I'm like stuck in this time capsule where whenever you ask, like if I'm looking at like a timeline of a movie or something that says like 98 or 04, I'm like, oh, that was just a few years ago. Nah. There's a full teenager in between that now. I mean, to, <laughs> I'm getting sad as I'm even doing this because it just seems like my own cognitive dissonance that it's even the year 2018. Like in, in two years is going to be 2020. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Am I the only one? Am I losing my mind? It, it just it, it really is unbelievable that it, we have made it this far without blowing ourselves up hey i mean if, if you follow trump on twitter this week he was back talking to rocket man about how he's got a bigger nuclear button so i mean may, maybe the world will end this year maybe it's 2018 maybe the mayans had it wrong and their calendar was just off by a few years but i mean what was that 2012 does that feel like six years ago that we were worried about the, I mean, worried, I, I'm, I don't necessarily really mean that, but I mean, that, that was out there in discussion that the world may end in the year 2012. I remember hearing about that in the early 2000s, like, oh, 2012, so far away, we don't even have to worry about that. Let's just kick that can down the road. And here we are now six years beyond that. What? <laughs> As you can probably see or hear, it's almost, it's like I just don't believe that it's really happened. But I had a great New Year's. I had a great Christmas. Um, I spent my first Christmas alone. That, you're like, what? That, 
Yeah, no, not necessarily alone. Not necessarily alone. Christmas Eve was good. Christmas Day for the whole part, mostly. And then I went and met up with my sister and brother-in-law and her family late Christmas night at like 9 or 10 o'clock so then I could catch a flight with them, fly out uh, to Texas on the morning of the 26th. So it wasn't really alone, alone. But I got to tell you, as I was watching all my friends scurry around and have to go to this dinner or this lunch and get all everything ready, it was nice not being not having to do that. I was able to just sit back. I did all my Christmas shopping on New Year's Eve like I always do. Got to just pack everything up the next day on Christmas Day. And then I flew out the next morning. And it was pretty nice. Now, granted, if I didn't have the next day with the family and I would have actually spent like an entire Christmas by myself with nobody, maybe I'd feel a little bit different about it. But this might be my new tradition. I might just say, let's do Christmas the day after. This wasn't a bad deal. I'm starting to think that this is just the way to do it. Maybe I was just meant to be a hermit living in the mountains by myself the whole time. Especially now with social media, I can kind of still check in with people from time to time. And then I just get to be the grumpy old dude out in the woods by himself. But I thought maybe I'd feel a little off or especially with like social media it's very easy to hop on and see everybody doing all their christmas shit and look it's not like i'm some soldier in afghanistan or that i'm in prison or anything like that life was still good there's still freedom but it wasn't that bad not having to do anything now let me tell you i thought flying out our flight was like a 130 on december 26 so i mean technically the night of christmas and i thought oh 130 flight nobody's gonna be on that i'm gonna have room to just lay out on the plane now wasn't that way at all plane was packed to the gills never would have thought there'd be that many people trying to get out of ontario at 1:30 in the morning <laughs> the day after christmas but the plane was packed i had gotten my ticket separate from uh, my sister's family so they had all their seats together and I was just like two rows behind them but in, in the middle seat and I gotta get one of those like phone backer thingies you know what I'm talking about like the thing that goes on the back that you can then like set your phone up like a tripod because attempting to watch anything on your phone while you're flying might as well be an act of God I was sitting there and like trying to put it between my legs and then watch it that way. Or then I would try and hold it up and prop it up and be able to watch it. And it was just, I know this because I fly all the fucking time, but I, I got to get me one of those tripod things because it's nearly impossible to get in a good, comfortable position and try and watch something on your phone, especially when you're in the middle seat. I saw it on Reddit the other day. One of the subreddits I follow is called LPT, or it stands for Life Pro Tips. And this guy had figured it out. He had a clear plastic bag, probably from like the convenience store in the mall or in the uh, airport terminal that he'd found, and just put his phone straight in the bag and then hung it from the little hook on the uh, tray that comes down. I wish I had known that before flying. And then it'd be so easy to just go now and buy me one of those little pad things on the back, but God knows I'm not gonna do it until it's almost time to fly again. And then I'm just gonna be a procrastinator and not do anything about it. And I'm gonna be in this predicament again next time on the, I'm on a plane. But 
have, have you guys experienced that as well? And I was super pumped because uh, Planet Earth 2 had just gotten released on Netflix. And if you guys didn't know this, you can download things off Netflix. So I downloaded that whole thing. So I had that whole season to be able to watch. And that, that's the way to do it. I, I, I do that for Netflix and I also pay for YouTube so you can download things offline because then it's fantastic since we've, wanted to, we've talked about net neutrality here before. And that's almost what it feels like when you're flying because you can't access YouTube, you can't access Netflix, and the Wi-Fi is so damn slow. It almost feels like you're on a dialed-up internet anyways. But if you take the time and plan it out... and. Here's another life pro tip. If you're gonna download something to watch, make sure you do it at your house and don't wait until you get to the airport and then attempt to download it because their internet also crawls at a snail's pace. On the way back, I'd flown back with my folks and trying to teach my dad the ins and outs of Netflix and I was trying to show him how to download things. We were just, I think at the time I was just trying to test it so I was going to have him download one episode of The Office which is only 22 minutes long and it probably took a good 10 minutes for that one episode to even download but if you're at your house and you download it it goes like lightning speed and that's the way to do it. I don't know if you guys are readers when you fly or if you just listen to music but I like to have my options especially if there's someone sitting next to me that's going to try and talk to me. I don't want to have conversations with you stranger sorry call me an asshole i'm okay with that but i'm the type of person that already has his headphones in before he even sits down i'll look at you and give you the courtesy nod i'll say hello and then i just want to be by myself and look there's times where i've had those conversations that have lasted a good couple hours and they were good conversations and i thought hey that was a nice person to meet but then there's the other times i think i was like 18 at the time and I was with this woman. <laughs> have any of you guys ever seen the documentary, What the Bleep Do We Know? If you haven't, go check it out if you want. It was back in like 04. And back then I loved it. I remember seeing it with my buddy Scott. And it was about like quantum mechanics and uh, kind of the reality in which we live in and how we can manipulate it. And it came up in this conversation with this woman. But she was batshit crazy. Like, look, I, I get that I'm a stoner and I have some stoner theories, but she was telling me this one time that she was about to get in a car accident and she just, she thought about not being in a car accident and her car, which was supposed to hit another car, just ended up on the other side of it. She was perfectly fine. She said the people looked at her and had her hands in the air, but her car had essentially just shape-shifted and ended up on the other side of the car that she was about to rear-end. So see, these are some of the conversations you might have to get in with some people if you don't just abide by the headphones in, head down rule, and try and just keep to yourself. But we've all been there. Where there's like the person and you can like feel them. You can feel the heat over here. You can feel them looking and staring at you. And then you know you're fucked. You know you're so fucked. There's a conversation that's going to be had. And then you have to find your way out of it. And especially if you're in the middle seat, you're doomed. I mean, it's one thing if you're on the aisle seat. And then you can at least have to, you can say you have to go to the bathroom. You can try and get your way out of the conversation. But if you're in the middle seat, you're stuck. You're doomed. So this is why I plan ahead because I have social anxiety and I'm a psycho. 
So like plan ahead with having podcasts on there or new Netflix seasons of something that I can just indulge in and be able to keep to myself. And I hope that I get to my destination without having any shape-shifting conversations with people like I've had before. But we went out, like I said, we'd gone to Texas from the 20, I was there from the 26th to the 30th. Um, we did a little bit of golfing out there. And let me tell you, golfing in 40 degree weather with the wind sucks sucks like it's hot as shit in california right now and i definitely wish it was colder but i don't know if you saw my instagram where it was me my pops my brother-in-law coughing and i was such a little bitch it was so cold out there and this course we played it was dormant as shit there's no live grass because it's not california obviously and this is one of the toughest courses i'd ever played where there was quite literally water on every single hole on every single hole and the wind's blowing and it's cold and for those of you like non-golfers you should be able to get through a round of golf with like three golf balls a, a person i mean hell last time i played i got through with one whole golf ball now that doesn't happen often but you should be able to get through with like three golf balls however i mentioned how much water there was it was so bad that on 18 me my dad and my brother-in-law all hit, I think, three balls each in the water to them, which meant we had no more golf balls left. So we either had to go looking through the trees to find another golf ball, or you just put your tail between your legs, you get in the golf cart, and then you drive your ass back to the car and you don't finish the round of golf. And that's exactly what we did. Now, me and my brother-in-law aren't the best golfers. However, my dad's a pretty damn good golfer. I mean, I think probably shoots in the 80s consistently, where I shoot like the high 90s and like low 100s, depending how I'm doing that day. So, I mean, he should have had more golf balls left. <laughs> but we ended up with no golf balls when we got to 18. I can blame it on a lot of things. It was cold. It was windy. It was a golf course I didn't know. I was playing with rented clubs. But it was just brutal it was brutal and i played so good through like the first eight but the back nine was just bad I, i've never seen three guys lose as many golf balls as we did that day but then we i'd flown back to california on the evening of the 30th and it wasn't the best planning because i flew out of ontario flew back into san diego and then i had plans to be in san diego for new year's eve so on the 30th, I literally got back into Temecula, dropped all my shit off, went to this place called the Shamrocks to watch a UFC fight that night. And then the next day woke up and drove my ass back down to San Diego for New Year's Eve. And I've probably told you guys this here before, but like, that's my holiday. I love New Year's Eve. Christmas is fine. I like the day. I enjoyed it being with the family on the 26th. It was really fun to watch my sister's kids open up the gifts and everything. That was an awesome. Oh, by the way, I lost a gift. Let me digress for a second. Definitely lost a gift. Every year I go and do all of my shopping on Christmas Eve, like all of it. And we had finished up and we were leaving uh, Lazy Dog because we always go out, we do a shot of Rumple Mints, go do all our shopping, go back, do another shot of Rumple Mints, and then head home. And I was leaving uh, Lazy Dog and looked down and went, well, I'm definitely missing a bag. And when it's Christmas Eve, it's not like you have a lot of options. 
And Walmart was closed on Christmas Day, which I was shocked by. Target was closed. The only thing that was open was Albertsons. And of course, what was the gift I forgot? Was the one for my fucking nieces. So I went to Albertsons on Christmas morning and was able to find them uh, a few uh, gifts from there. So it, it ended up all working out. But uh, like I said, New Year's is my day. That's the. It's just fun. There's obviously parties going on everywhere. Everyone's in a good mood. Hell, on the way down to San Diego, I'm driving by myself. I'm playing music. It, there was some uh, Spotify New Year's playlist that they had, and it was everything from... I mean, I think Justin Timberlake on there to Jackson 5. And I'm just grooving. I'm dancing around. I'm bobbing. Really just in my own world. Kind of forgetting that I don't even have like tinted windows. And that people can see me along the freeway. So I look up at one point And there's this Asian lady in the passenger seat. And she is just dancing along with me and pointing at me. And that started off what was going to be a good night. So end up getting down to San Diego wasn't quite sure of what I was going to do found an event going on at the Hard Rock uh, there in San Diego so I bought a ticket to go to that and I went and did this not only or he well okay I went I went alone I went alone okay not only that I think this is probably the third year I've done New Year's Eve alone and it's not that bad the event I went to, Method Man or Red Man played there. There was like five or six different rooms. There was these DJs I wanted to see called Slander. And we were out, the one stage was completely outdoors and um, it was surrounded by all the hotel rooms. So you could watch people, like watch you dance, which was so weird. And people like dancing in their hotel rooms and everything to it. But here's my theory on doing New Year's Eve alone. Here's what I did. First of all, I like it because you never know how hard you're going to party on New Year's Eve. Even at being 32 years old, I'm not the best person at partying in moderation. So when New Year's Day comes, it's nice if I don't have any group of friends that I got to entertain if I'm down in San Diego. If I want to wake up that day and go get breakfast, I'll wake up that day and go get breakfast. If I'm too hungover, I'll stay in bed all day and I'll order Postmates to bring food to my front door. That way, I just get to start the new year any way that I damn well please. In the last two years, I really didn't even do much. I went to this, I went to a couple different bars, I grabbed something to drink, and then I'd go home and I was in bed before midnight. But this year, I thought, nah, it's been a good year. You go out, you have a good time. And that's what I did. The Hard Rock was a cool-ass spot, but I'll sh here's the difference between being 32 years old and, like, 22 years old. I mentioned that there was numerous DJs, uh, Method Man and Red Man, all these different rooms, and I get through security, which, by the way, they didn't wand me. There was no metal detectors. Like, I didn't feel... With everything that's going on in the world, you would think there'd be, like, a pat-down or something. Nope. Just let us ride in the door, so not a big deal. And then I was like asking the bartenders, I'm like, do you guys have a flyer? Can I see like who's playing where? Is there like a set list and everything? And they just looked at me and shook their head and said, no, no, you just gotta kind of go figure it out. But it was retarded because I'd asked the different bartenders. I mean, I asked numerous ones. Do you know who's playing at what time? No. Do you know who's playing here? Nope. Hell, I asked one of the bartenders in the room. I said, do you know who's playing in this room tonight? And he said, nope. So... 
at least have an app for me, have something. I mean, 22-year-old Grayson would have never thought of that, but 32-year-old Grayson's like, can I get an itinerary? Can I know who, who and where I'm supposed to be seeing tonight? But it wasn't that bad partying by myself. So here's what I did is I went up, like I said, I always make friends with the bartenders, step one. Step two, I was seeing, who was it? I think it was decon or something it was somebody i didn't know who it was but i was in the location of where i wanted to be at midnight to see uh the djs that i wanted to see that were at midnight by the way that never showed but all i did is i went and got some drinks met some people right around me there was a group of girls to my right um a group of like guys and girls to my left and i told them both said hey i'm sitting here partying by myself you mind if i dance with you guys both of them accepted me and it was like they were taking in an orphan off the street and I had a great time dancing with some strangers throughout the night. It was so wild though because where the this place was, if you guys didn't see my Instagram on the day, it's it was blocked in by all the hotel rooms. So I mean, like I said, people were literally watching you dance from like up above and then people were getting down up in the hotel room too from the music that they could hear just coming through the window. There was like this 12 year old kid that was fucking killing it. And he was getting like cheers from down below and it was just, it was a fun little night. Um, But one of the spots you have to go to get to the bathrooms, they had a giant pool and a spa and none of it was roped off. Like, is that smart on New Year's Eve night not to have like a boundary around a pool or a spa? I mean, I was purposely doing a bigger loop around it just because I did. I'm like, you can't be the dude that falls in the pool. You can't be the dude that falls in the pool. And all it would take is like somebody to nudge you one way. And there was so many fights that broke out. Looking back now, I think there was probably three or four separate fights that broke out that night. I mean, one guy, I was right next to like the VIP section. He straight up gets on the couch, runs, lunges at this fool like they're playing in the NFL and tackles him and starts going right at him. And of course, security came up over and were able to stop it fairly quickly. But there was at least... I think at least three or four fights. So I was always nervous when I was walking by the pools to get to the bathroom to make sure there wasn't some crazy guy that was going to come in to me. But when I was leaving, or when I found out the DJs I was there to see weren't going to make it on time, because I'm sitting there like looking at my watch. I'm like, all right, well, it's 11.45. They're supposed to go on at midnight. Okay, well, it's 11.50 now. All right, well, now it's 12. And then I decided to go on their Instagram and they have an Instagram video of them landing in San Diego at like 12.15. So I'm like, all right, fuck this. They're definitely not going to be here. So I said my goodbyes, grabbed another drink, and then decided to head home from there. But as I was walking out, I passed a security guard. And oh my God, I've never seen this in my life. This dude was high as a fucking kite. He must have taken three or four hits of Molly. I swear to God, because I, I was in a joyous mood. I was going and telling people, hey, goodbye. Like, I'm scared. Guys. Hey, thanks for being here. I appreciate you being safe. I tell this guy, and I look at him, and his eyes are rolling in the back of his head. <laughs> and his mouth's kind of going very indicative of someone that's probably taken ecstasy or MDMA that day. And this guy was so stoned. So I just said, hey, man, thanks. Enjoy the trip. And he just kind of looked at me. Um, 
but I'd never seen that before. I've seen security guards that have probably had one too many drinks, but I'd never seen a security guard just high as a kite like that. But so that was my New Year's Eve night. I got myself home safely. And then the next day, um, some friends came down and then we went out and went drinking that night and everything. Went and grabbed some lunch. And San Diego is just a good little place. I know the rest of you and the rest of the world right now are freezing your balls off. And uh, Winter Storm Grayson is bowing, is coming down on you. But that night was pretty nice. I had a I had like a light jacket. They ended up taking off just because it got warm, and I tied it around my waist like a forty-five-year-old dad at Disneyland in nineteen ninety-two. But it was I don't know, probably sixty-five or seventy degrees that night. So all you guys that are getting hammered by the snow right now, sorry, not sorry. We we don't have to deal with that in California. But I would like for it to be a little colder. It's a little too warm right now. So then with the January 1st coming in, it's fun. You're going around. Everybody's wishing you a happy new year. People seem like they're going to be able to, or at least people are hoping they're going to get their lives back on track from last year, but it's probably not going to happen. And my goal was to go into, like get through December, like on my shit. Like I wanted to make sure my, I was going to the gym all the time, that I was eating really well, that the podcast was humming, and I like stumbled through the gates. I, I, I like, you've ever seen that like the end of the marathon where the person's kind of like fumbling like this and they, they don't have all their faculties about them? That was kind of my end of the year. I, I ate a ton of shitty food. I messed up my shoulder so I didn't go to the gym for like two or three weeks. And it's just not how I had really planned for it to go, but I'm back on track this week. I'm already eating better again. I've gone to the gym a couple times. Um, I've been doing some running, so it seems like it didn't at least uh, carry on for like months and months. I just kind of had a fucked up December, but January seems to be back on track now. But it was cool waking up on January 1st because why? Because marijuana was finally legal in California. And it's not like it was ever hard to get in the state or anything, or if you're someone like me that's had their medical marijuana license for the last few years, it's been a beautiful thing. But it's a step in the right direction of just treating adults like adults. It's now the year 2018. We're in the future, people. And we're still allowing people to get arrested for marijuana. Oh, come on. And it's been short-lived because if you read the news today and his infinite wisdom, Attorney General Jeff Sessions has said that he's going to try to repeal some of the Obama laws that allowed for essentially what Obama did is he had written a, a note and a letter to all the attorneys just saying, like, if they're abiding by shit, don't fuck with them. Like, even though it's still legal on a federal level and he didn't do much to help with that, just said, we're not going to fuck with people. And Attorney General Jeff Sessions had a memo today rolling that back of saying that he wants um, the state attorneys to be going out and prosecuting individuals for using and smoking marijuana. Doesn't that just seem crazy, people? For those of you that live in California, January 1st came and went. Marijuana was legal. Anything bad happened? No. Oh, shocking, right? I can't imagine what it was like the first day where prohibition had ended for alcohol when all the people were out in the streets and the chaos that probably ensued on that day. But it was a it was a glorious day knowing that now 21-year-old adults can go out and get marijuana and they're not going to be sent to jail for it. 
Let's just let's just slow clap it out, people. Let's just slow clap it out. This is the this is the new world. This is the world I want to live in. And be careful because we're about to start seeing an influx of fake news. I'm sorry to use that term because I know how antiquated it is and where it stems from and everything, but you will see some fake news. And I've seen it already happen in the other states. So here's what's gonna happen. First off, if you are now thinking about trying edibles for the first time, start slow. Start slow. I don't know how well the bud tender is gonna be at educating you on what you're about to eat, but start slow. Like five to 10 milligrams. Just because something's a little cookie, you might need to still cut that cookie in half. Take it from someone that had to learn this the hard way. When we were, when I was probably like 21 or 22, and we'd go to the weed store and you'd get like a Reese's peanut butter cup, you wouldn't even think about dosage. You would just eat the whole thing, and then two hours later, you're sitting here rubbing yourself down, contemplating the universe, feeling like the world's moving. And then you'd be fine later on. That's the key. Then you'd be fine later on. I've definitely had friends come up to me. I had an old roommate come up to me one time after eating a brownie. And he was convinced he was a robot and that his heart had stopped. Now that's on one uh, end of the spectrum. That usually doesn't happen. But if you've never delved into edibles, be careful, start slow. So that's gonna be the first thing that you're gonna see. If people aren't being educated, if they're not paying attention to what they're doing, some people might freak out and eat a little bit too much. So you'll read things about where there's an influx of people going to the hospital due to marijuana. Yeah, it might be the case, but none of them are sick. None of them are gonna die. Everybody's gonna be fine. I mean, do you remember that video of the cops when they raided the pot store and then ate the pot brownies and all freaked out and had to go to the hospital? Yeah, that's what happens, but just be careful with it. So yes, you might see an influx of that, but all that is is education. It'd be the same thing if you had a group of people that weren't, I mean, think of, people in college for the first time that have never really done any drinking and what happens to them. There just needs to be some education around it. So if you've never eaten edibles, be careful. So that'll be the first thing you're gonna see. And they're gonna say, oh, people are being hospitalized and everything, but it's not like you're being hospitalized for fentanyl. It's not like you're being hospitalized for alcohol. It's something that just will pass. And if they had any good friends around them, they would say, take a seat, have a glass of milk, everything's gonna be okay. And one of the other things that you'll see with this too is in the fake news stuff is, you've seen it in uh, even Colorado where they're saying, oh, there's an influx of people that are being pulled over due to, and they have marijuana in their system. Duh. It doesn't mean that causation equals correlation. All it means is that, or sorry, correlation does not imply causation. It just means more people are smoking weed now because they can. And especially with the life of marijuana in your system where it stays in your bloodstream for 30 days. Yeah, someone could have smoked two weeks ago and now they're driving and if they have to do a blood test for some reason, yeah, they're probably gonna have some marijuana in their system. But it doesn't even mean that's the reason that they're being pulled over in the first place. But the, the big tobacco, um, the pharmaceutical industry, they, they, they love to pull out on these stats. So just be intelligent when these things happen. Look through it and just use your fucking head. Think of your friends that smoke weed now. 
Have you ever had a friend that was so stoned? You're like, you shouldn't get in the car right now. Hell, have you ever even been so stoned? I mean, that's the way marijuana works is you might be so high, you're not gonna wanna get in your car. You're like, I need 10 minutes. It's not like we're alcohol. like, nope, I'm gonna power through this. I don't care how drunk I am, I'll be able to get through this. Weed has the opposite effect that's telling you, stop, maybe just stay here for a second. But, so be cognizant as you're reading through the news and these things are starting to come out. And the thing about it is like, I would, I'm a connoisseur. I'm an adult. I might, I don't, I enjoy smoking marijuana, but I haven't gone to a weed store yet. I think a lot of people probably thought I was gonna be posting up outside like it was Black Friday waiting for New Year's Day, but no, everything's still the same. To be quite honest, I'm not sure how it all still works because I still have my racket. Can I still get weed delivered? For those of you that don't know, if you've had a wreck, the only there's like a few dispensaries you can go to, but all the rest is delivery service. So I literally hop on an app, I order it, and it comes to my house. It's been the greatest thing ever. It's been the greatest thing ever. And there are people that even like I have friends that have that work in the marijuana industry that have been talking about how bad this law is, and I understand their point of view because they believe it's ushering in. Uh, kind of like the big tobacco and big alcohol where it's pushing out like let's use the alcohol analogy for a second That's gonna push out all the microbreweries and all you're gonna be left with is Anheuser-Busch and Coors And I understand that point of view and they're right. That might be the way however, I still thought it was important that we started treating adults like adults and we at least just got the law passed and then we can start tweaking with it from here because look at what's happening in Colorado. I mean, they have the best system. And when it comes to all this, I just think let's let's treat it like alcohol. Wherever you can buy alcohol, you can buy weed. If you want to be a home brewer per se, become a home brewer and be able to sell it out. To, to think that it's any different, we're going to look back at this in a few years and just laugh. I mean, it's fucking crazy. The fact that there, you can buy, think about it, you can buy alcohol in grocery stores. You can buy it in Rite Aid. You can buy it in liquor stores. You can buy it anywhere. But you don't want to have those same rules for marijuana? <laughs> we got to change it, man. I mean, Trader Joe's is going to have the best weed ever if we start changing these rules. You're going to get your organic, uh, wonderful tasting weed at Trader Joe's, and that's the way it should be. So we'll see what happens with uh, this Jeff Sessions bullshit. Um, We'll see what happens with all the fake news that comes out. Some will be a little bit legit as people aren't being educated and don't know what they're doing. But at the end of the day, everything's gonna be fine. And the best thing is what you're gonna see now is all the opiates start to go down. Everyone that's been, because why do you do opiates? Well, one, because they're fantastic. If you've ever been prescribed opiates, they're awesome. But it's something you can get on the street. If you haven't been able to find weed, then maybe you'll be able to find this. But now with weed being legal, you've seen it in Colorado, you've seen it in Washington, you've seen it in other countries, that the opiate use is gonna go down. And when you see how many people are dying in this country of opiate overdoses, it's it's appalling. I mean, just look at the state of uh, Massachusetts. I mean, oh my God. Remember how like bad meth used to be in some pockets of California? It's that tenfold. And now with the regulations, they've changed it and everyone's gone from taking pills and now going back to doing straight up heroin. So when weed ever gets implemented into these states, 
then the opiate use goes down because now they have an outlet. They have something they can go legally get and it's healthy for you. It's not bad for you people. And even smoking gets not bad for you. Read the studies. No one's getting lung cancer from smoking marijuana. It's a, not a bad plant. It's just been reefer madness. that has been jammed down our throats for the last, what, 40 years? So it's gonna take a little bit to be able to start breaking this down, but you'll see as the years go on, no one's gonna overdose, everything's gonna be fine, and people are gonna be happier. Cause whoever gets mad will smoke a weed, man. Nah, I, look at me. I get stoned and I go hiking. I get stoned and do a podcast. I get stoned and I go out. Same thing, you can't say that for alcohol. It's not like I get drunk and go hiking. I don't get drunk and go to the gym. But I might do that with some marijuana. Because I'll tell you, a couple puffs on that vape pen, write music, and you go on a run, life is pretty good. I, I, I tend to like it more that way. I also told you guys at the top of this podcast uh, that there was some big news coming. And I'd been working on some behind-the-scenes things uh, while I was taking that lull off. So here's what's going on. So I'd had a conversation with Brian a few weeks ago. And he was telling me, he's like, you know, you got to kind of find a niche, find something and kind of really tackle it. And with our last conversation that I was just talking about right now, I said, like, like marijuana? He said, no, Grayson, not like marijuana. I said, like the UFC? He goes, there you go. You're kind of getting on track now. And his argument was just to find a, a niche and kind of be able to tackle that with the podcast. But the MMA shit's saturated. Like, look, I'm not going to do anything that Joe Rogan or like the fighter and the kid they already have way more resources than me, so that doesn't really work. And I also don't really want to pigeonhole myself into anything, because that's what I got tired of doing sports talk radio for, was having to be sports all the goddamn time, and I like being able to do this where it's just a fluid conversation, and I can take it any way that I, anywhere that I want. So, however, when he said that, it kind of sparked, um, I had that little light bulb moment. And it took me back to a podcast uh, recently with Joe Rogan and Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin has a podcast called Hardcore History. Um, if, you've, if you're a history person at all, definitely check out that podcast because these are like epic fucking podcasts. Some of them are like five hours long and they're all in installments and it's just fantastic. But hit, uh, Dan and Joe were talking about it and they were running down the list of like the top 50 podcasts of 2017, which Rogan wasn't on, Dan Carlin wasn't on, I don't think Tim Ferriss was on. So it was, a, it was a sham list. But one of the podcasts they were talking about was called Gilmore Boys. Yep, you heard me say that right. It's called Gilmore Boys. And the Gilmore Boys is a podcast about the show called Gilmore Girls. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say they're probably gay dudes. Maybe they're straight. I don't know. I've never watched Gilmore Girls before. So, But Dan Carlin's point on it was that it was a great idea because in that there's already a built-in audience. There's already a fan base of Gilmore Girls so that they were able to just piggyback off that. And there's already people that will be searching for... I, I guess to listen to a podcast of Gilmore Girls, it, but it, it makes sense if you like sports, you like sports talk radio. Um, if you're a conservative, you like listening to Sean Hannity and Bill O'Reilly. If if you're a liberal, you probably like listening to Rachel Maddow or Keith Olbermann. I don't know if they have radio shows, but but you get my point here. So the light bulb moment was, um, I told you I didn't want to be pigeonholed into anything or having to do um, like a year long of this shit. So I thought. Well, there's Coachella. I've talked about that a lot on this podcast. P 
people are pretty tired of me talking about Coachella on this podcast. Um, but there's already a built-in audience there. And not just that, through uh, the Coachella subreddit page and through their Facebook page, there's 45,000 people that are in these uh, in those two groups. And it's a passionate group and a passionate fan base. And I understand um, the outside looking in of its basic bitches, fuck Coachella. I get it. I was there, but then I went and I liked it. So what I did is I reached out to, the, they're called moderators or like page admins on Facebook, but the moderators on the Reddit page and let them know that I was thinking about doing a Coachella page or a Coachella podcast and just asking if they'd be okay helping promote it or letting me promote it within the subreddit. And if some of them wanted to come on and help because they've been doing this a lot longer than I have and I've only done Coachella one year now and I only did like two and a half days out of the four that most people are there. So I told them kind of what I'd been doing, what I was thinking about doing, asked if they'd mind if I did a Coachella podcast, and they said yes. So I'm going to be doing uh, a Prove Me Wrong Presents Cellacast. Uh, if you guys didn't know or if you didn't see online this week, the podcast or the podcast, the the lineup actually just came out for Coachella. So Coachella kind of works in installments. Uh, most of us have already paid for our tickets blindly without knowing who was going to play. Uh, but the lineup came out on January 2nd. So I'm going to actually be recording my first podcast of that this weekend. Uh, I already have a couple guests lined up. One of the guys that writes for this website called Pass the Ox. I have a couple other little feelers out there that I'm hoping to get to do. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be running that podcast in this same feed. So if you're part of the Prove Me Wrong, like if you already subscribed to the page, you're also going to be seeing those episodes come through. Check them out if you want to. If you don't, I totally get it. But I thought it was a great way to be able to get new eyes on the podcast and be able to do something fun just for a few months now. So like I said, the lineup will come out. So now I'll do the first podcast of that. And then I'll probably do maybe just one or two a month leading up to it. And then I might even do one like the first first day what they call day zero once we get to Coachella but they were pretty enthusiastic about it one of the guys I reached out today he was super pumped on it so kudos to Brian for sparking that idea uh, that's where it's going to be going so if you see those episodes come through don't worry that's not going to be complete takeover of this podcast these episodes are going to be still standalones but I didn't want to start a new feed or a new Facebook page or a new podcast totally because that's the whole point of this is to try and funnel people back in to here so this can last and get more fans going uh, moving forward so I'm pumped to be doing that um, and we'll we'll just see where it goes so 45,000 new people is pretty fucking cool there will be some overlap from reddit to facebook I'm sure but I'm telling you since that lineup dropped on January 2nd that reddit page has turned into a whole new animal people are going crazy both good and bad if you saw it the headliners are the weekend beyonce and eminem that was leaked a couple weeks ago and most of the rest was pretty fucking quiet so everyone's trying to uh, just move through it right now and trying to find out what bands they know they don't know uh tomorrow they have their actual general sale that'll sell out with like in an hour or two so there's a lot of hype around it right now and it's gonna be a lot of fun so if it's something that's not your cup of tea i totally get it but for me and all my friends and everyone within that community 
I think uh, we'll have a fucking good time. So that was the information. That was the big news I had to tell you. It's going to be starting this weekend. Um, I have an interview already tomorrow lined up for it. So I'll do that. I'm going to have to piece together some other stuff. I want to create some new segments for it. And some of it might bleed into this show too. We're not necessarily where I'll be talking about Coachella on here. I'll kind of give you guys the reprieve of it. But some new segments I'm going to start in the Coachella cast, like one called like... Um, what I'm bumping and like some different things about like some new bands I found out about or they're going to be playing there. So maybe that'll parlay into here too, because one of the things I like doing for, uh, if you, if I text you a lot of the times I'll text you, I mean, screenshots of stuff or new music. And I like introducing people to new shit. So some of that might parlay its way back into the prove me wrong podcast, but I want to let you guys know that. So if you did see it, you're not like, what the hell is going on? Don't worry. Um, this podcast is still going to stand alone on itself too, but I just thought you guys should have the heads up first. So when you do see that come through, uh, you'll know what's going on and why I'm doing it and we'll see where it goes. Hopefully it brings in some new fans. Hopefully I can do a live podcast out there and, um, just help kind of build this community that we already have going on. So that's it guys. Um, thank you so much for checking it out once again. Um, I'm sorry it took so long to get back to this happy new year. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. I hope you guys have a good. 2018. I'll catch you next week. Peace.